What's going on, everybody? And thank you for joining me on this episode of the Wyman Podcast. Thank you for listening, however you are listening, whether it's on Spotify, Google Play, uh, the Anchor app, which I record all my episodes on. Um, also available on Pocket Cast, Breaker, and Radio Public. Um, but no matter how you're listening to me, how you're listening to this episode or any other episode you may be listening to, I do appreciate all the love. Yes, all the love, all the likes, the follows, the retweets, the tweets, the listens. Appreciate all of it. Thank you. Um, it's Friday, football Friday, as they say. Um, so we are going to continue with the schedule preview. I've already done. I'm going by divisions, eight divisions. I've already done two. I've done the AFC East, and last week we went through the AFC South. Um, this week is our first trip to the NFC. Um, you know, I'm trying to go, my perspective, the least interesting to the most interesting. So the least interesting for me, obviously, is the AFC East. The Patriots are going to win it again. Uh, Jets are going to be a little better. You know, Miami will be a little better, but not, you know, Patriots are going to win it again. AFC South's a little more interesting with a healthy Andrew Luck. If Deshaun Watson stays healthy, all that jazz. And now we get into um, almost out of the, you know, almost at the halfway mark here. We're almost really getting into, you know, the thick of things, what I think. It's just the, um, you know, third third division we dive into, which is the NFC North. You know, Detroit, Minnesota, Green Bay, and of course the Monsters of the Midway, Chicago Bears. Um, good little division here. I don't nothing jumps out to me. These teams, there's a lot of these teams in this division that just has so much potential, and they never do anything like Detroit or even Minnesota. Even when they went on that run last year to the NFC title game, they got their ears boxed in by Philadelphia. Um, you know, even Green Bay hasn't done much in the past few years. The Bears are on the come up, you know, but we'll see. We will see if they can improve. Um. You know, off of, off of what they did last year, or take a step back. Um, but just like I start with the least interesting, go to the most interesting. Same with within the division, I start from the bottom and head to the top. And last year, uh, Detroit just beat out Green Bay for the last spot, going six and ten last year. Not a terrible year, but also you know, not 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 worrying not worrying anybody. Um, on the schedule, um, like I said, six and ten last year. They only have two prime time games, and one of them, um, the Thanksgiving game against Chicago, which they always get. So I mean, the league is, you know, the league's telling you here, Detroit's not going to be a good team. It's not going to be a, uh, you know, a must watch. Um, you know, they lost one of their big wide receivers, Golden Tate, to the Giants. They lost. Uh, you know, one of the best safeties, one of the be- best uh, safeties in the league, at least top 10, top 15, in my opinion, Glover Quinn. Um, they lost Ezekiel Ansa to a uh, trade with the Seattle Seahawks, one of the one of their key D linemen there for, you know, the past few years. They lost him. Now, they did pick up, um, you know, they did make a lot of moves as well. So, you know, they lost three guys, but they also gained three guys. They picked up C.J. Anderson, the running back that was on the Rams last year. It kind of 
almost dragged the Rams to the playoffs a little bit while Gurley was banged up, you know, towards the end of the year and all that. Um, C.J. Anderson really did have a resurgence. He really showed, he really showed you what fresh legs can do at the end of the year. You know, a guy was sitting on his couch until about I don't know week ten or week twelve. It might have even been later than that that the Rams signed him. Um, you know, and, and it, it, you could really see the difference of what fresh legs look like against against uh, you know tired defenses late in the year and into the playoffs. They you know they got Danny Amendola, a little slot receiver. I mean. He's not going to replace Golden Tate, but at least they filled a you know a roster spot in the position. Um, they got Jesse James, and they signed Jesse James, a tight end from Pittsburgh, and they also drafted a tight end with their eighth overall pick, first round, eighth overall. They also drafted a uh, Hawkinson, the tight end out of Iowa, one of the two big tight ends from Iowa. They took Hawkinson over Noah Fant, over uh, Irv Smith Jr. from Alabama, eighth overall. So they you know. They really, they're really going to use Hawkinson, and they should use Jesse James because, I mean, they picked him up. You know, they, they signed him as a free agent, so they obviously wanted him. They obviously went out and got him. Um, you know, I think, um, you know, I still have Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay at receivers. They're, they're not two guys that are going to, you know, scare defenses. I think Golden Tate really does hurt them because he was kind of like their playmaker. They're, uh, you know, the, he was their deep threat, but in the short game, if that makes sense. You know, because he could just take the ball. His run after catch is really good. Um, he's you know he's good at making guys miss in the open field, and they're gonna miss that. Um, I really don't like. I said the running back. I mean, they got C.J. Anderson. I guess they still have Theo Riddick. I mean, they don't really have any running backs to speak of. They have a defensive-minded coach in Matt Patricia. Um, and they do have some good guys. I mean, they picked up Trey Flowers from New England. They still have Snacks Harrison. They got uh, from a trade. With the Giants um, last year, they still have Darius Slay. In my opinion, the top ten corner in the league. Um, you know, he just doesn't get talked about a lot because he's not. You know, he's he's on Detroit and they don't really do anything. But I do really like Darius Slay. I think he's a really good corner. Um, so they do have some players on defense to go with that Matt Patricia defense. But to me, they just don't have an offense. You know, Matt Stafford's going to throw for five thousand yards. He's going to do all. You know, all that stuff he always does because they're going to be losing. You know, and, you know he's just going to throw the ball every play eventually. Um, they were 6-10 and 10 last year. I have them going 3-13 and 13 this year. I mean, they lost a lot of their – they lost three of their best guys, and they filled them – they really didn't fill them with anything. They didn't fill the whole uh, Glover Quinn left. They replaced Golden Tate with Danny Amendola. They replaced Ezekiel Ansa with Trey Flowers – which, you know, is about the same if you ask me. Ansa might be a little better, depending on who you ask. You know, so it's, um, they signed a tight end and then drafted one with the eighth overall pick, which kind of didn't make sense to me. Um, I don't know. I, I really don't know about Detroit this year. I have them beating Arizona week one. I have them beating the Redskins in week 12. And I have them beating Tampa in week 15. And that's it. That's that's their three wins. I mean, they get the Chargers. They got to go at Philly. They get the Chiefs. You know, obviously they play Green Bay twice. Um, obviously they play Chicago twice. I mean, they play Dallas. I mean, they they got a really rough schedule for such a bad team last year. They had they do have a really rough schedule. Now I have them losing games on the road to Oakland, which you know you could debate. 
you know, Oakland's going to be a mess too, but I just think Oakland has the better players when you have Antonio Brown and, you know, I, I think Oakland has the better players. And they have the offensive coach with the offensive-minded team. And it's just the offensive league now. The offense wins. You know, you've seen how far the Chiefs got with no defense last year. I mean, it got to the AFC Championship, almost to the Super Bowl. You know, I think that game went, you know, deep into the fourth quarter overtime, if I remember. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, the Patriots won it in, in overtime. You know, and that was the Chiefs with no defense. They were they were a quarter away from the from the Super Bowl. I mean, so this whole Matt Patricia and, you know, let's sign Snacks and Slay and uh, let's go get Trey Flowers. You know, it's all good. It's all great. But like I said, you still lost Glover Quinn, you know, your best safety. You still lost Ansa. Now, if you had Glover Quinn and Ansa and then you added Trey Flowers and you kept Snacks and you have Slay, if you have all those guys together, sure. But you can't lose three guys and fill them in with two. And like I said, the guys they got aren't that much better. And I just don't trust their offense. Um, if you want a good fantasy quarterback, go get Matt Stafford. It, you know, like I said, he'll throw for 4,500 to 5,000 yards because you're going to be losing every game. No matter how good your defense is, yeah, you, ha- you, ha- you still have to be able to score. You're not winning games 7-3 to or 10-7, especially when you're playing Kansas City and the Chargers, um, you know, and Chicago twice with an offensive-minded coach, and now Green Bay twice with Aaron Rodgers and their offensive-minded coach. I mean, even like I said with Oakland. You know, you're playing Oakland with an offensive-minded coach and a new weapon in Antonio Brown on the road. So you could argue, yeah, they could beat Oakland. But, you know, I don't think they will. I don't think they're a good enough team to go on the road and beat even a team like Oakland. I have them losing to the Giants week eight. I just don't think they have the the capability to stop the Giants. And the Giants don't, you know, the Giants got uh, Golden Tate and... um. You know, Barkley, Evan Ingram, if you want to count him as a weapon. You know, they have some weapons. I don't think they have the capabilities to stop them. So, I mean, how are they going to stop those other teams that have way more weapons? You know, Chargers, they got to go at Philly week three. That's a loss. I mean, the losses just add up. So, I have them going 3-13, and finishing last again. Um, hopefully, they prove me wrong because I like Detroit. I, you know, I, I really never had anything against Detroit. Like I said, I think they have some good players, but... I don't um I just don't see it in that in that division. I I don't I just I don't really see it. Okay, so next uh next up we got the Packers just getting that third spot. Like I said, they barely beat out the the Lions because they went six nine and one instead of six and ten. Packers went six nine and one last year. Obviously, the big um uh, the biggest move in my opinion was um what do you call it? Firing the coach Mike McCarthy. They got in the new guy Lafleur. Um, you know, offensive guy, another offensive mind. Now, he's a young coach. He's, he's, you know, it's his first gig in the in the NFL, from what I remember uh, reading. Um, you know, but I think Green Bay is going to be a lot, a lot better this year. Um, they have, you know, they they have the opening, the opening night Thursday night game. You know, they're marking a hundred years, so they want you know one of the big old rivalries. Usually it's a Super Bowl uh, champion that does it, but they push the Patriots to Sunday night. They're going to do the opening Thursday night. Green Bay at Chicago. Soldier Field, it's going to be a hell of a scene. Um, I got Green Bay losing that game just because they're on the road. And I think Chicago's going to come out with their hats on fire, um, you know, with this rivalry and all that. Um, 
they have, you know, so they have that opening Thursday night. They have the regular uh, scheduled Thursday night game, but that one's at home in week four. Now, they're playing Philadelphia, which they could lose, but I'm just going to give them the win just because, like I've said before, the home teams usually win these games. I think it's like a 70 or 80% uh, win rate. And if you look at the schedule, they're on the road to Chicago. Week two, they're at home against Minnesota. Week three, they're at home against Denver. And then that week four Thursday night game, you know, they're home for for that Philly Thursday night game. So the Green Bay is going to be home for a month. You know, they're not going to have any travel. They're not going to have anything. And even that one game they travel, the opening day, that's on a Thursday. So even after that opening game, they have 10 days off to get ready for that week two uh, Minnesota game. So I think, you know, they beat Minnesota week two, they beat Denver week three, and then they beat Philadelphia at home, all three of those games at home in week four. That'll push them, you know, a three-and-one start in September with a loss to the Bears on the road at the Bears, opening night, opening day. You know, no one's going to fault them for that against that Bears defense. You know, no one's going to fault him for that. I still think a 3-1 star in September is going to be really good for Aaron Rodgers, really good for that new head coach, the fan base. Everyone's going to, you know, take a deep breath and calm down. Because, listen, if they start off 1-3, if they start off two, even debating 2-2, two and two, if they lose to Chicago and Philly, now those are two teams that are going to be in a playoff race. Chicago's going to be in the divisional race with them. You know, Chicago went 12-4 last year and won this division. So I don't think, you know... You know, Chicago's just, you know, just happy to do what they did last year. They're, they're, they're going to be going back for more because they feel like they should have won that playoff game last year against Philadelphia. And they should have, you know, they should have been on to the next week. You know, so Chicago's not just going to come in lackadaisical like, oh, we got this division. They know Aaron Rodgers is coming back, but a new head coach and all that. So if they go 2-2 two and two or 1-3, and three, they're, you know, they're going to be running around like their heads are on fire in, in Green Bay. Especially with those games, because you know you got Minnesota divisional game, you got Denver. Like I said, they're all at home. You got to win those games. Now, week five, October sixth at Dallas, I got them losing that one, just because I I feel like it's going to be another one of those Green Bay Dallas shootouts. I'm surprised this game isn't. I got to double check again, but I'm this got to be like the four o'clock game or something, because it's not Sunday night and it's not Monday. It's it's probably the four o'clock uh, Joe Buck slot or Fox. Um, but that's going to be a good shootout, a good early season matchup. Week 5, Green Bay, I got them losing to Dallas. I'll give Dallas a win there. So um, week 6, Green Bay has a Monday night game against Detroit. I got them winning that. Week 7, they're at home still um, against, uh, who is it, Oakland. I got them winning that just because it's a tough, tough travel for Oakland. I think it'll be a good game. You might see some fireworks in that one too. But I think Green Bay will, will outlast them. Now, week eight, Sunday night, Green Bay at Kansas City. I got them taking a loss here just because it's on the road. Maybe if this was at Lambeau, I might think about giving Green Bay the win. But I got them losing. That's Sunday night atmosphere. Um, the Chiefs' offense is going to be rocking and rolling with Andy Reid. You know, they're going to be warmed up. Um, eight weeks into the season, October 27th, and I got uh, Green Bay losing that. So that'll be their third loss. I got them losing week nine at L.A. That's a tough turnaround, man, because you got at Kansas City, and the next right right next week you got to go at the L.A. Chargers. That's a, that's a tough turnaround. So I got I got them losing both of those games. And then after that, I don't think um, I don't think Green Bay loses another game for the rest of the year. I got them going 12-4. and four. Um, You know, their four losses are coming to great playoff teams. Um, two of them or three of them will be on the road, you know, at Chicago opening night, at the Chargers, at the Chiefs, weeks eight and nine, 
and then at home against Philly, or not not at home, uh, at Dallas week five. So yeah, all four of them are on the road actually. Um, you know, Green Bay, Carolina, week ten, then they have the bye week. You know, they have a bye week week eleven, then they get at San Fran, at Giants, at home against Washington. Um, I I even got them beating Chicago at home on week fi- uh, fifteen, which you know Chicago could beat them. Chicago's a good team. The Giants could beat them. Green Bay on the road in December. They could definitely beat them. San Francisco, Jimmy Garoppolo on the road. They could definitely beat them. Don't get me wrong. I understand there's a lot of, you know, I got them going 12-4. and four. They could easily go 9-7 and seven or 8-8, eight and eight, depending on, you know, that's how this league goes. Every All these teams, there's no teams really getting blown out, okay? You know, all these games are decided by three points and five points and seven points. You know, you know, certain plays go here, there, and the whole game could get switched. I understand that, especially when you're going on the road. Like they, you know, I could could they lose to San Fran and the Giants on the road? Sure, sure. But but they could also beat the Chiefs and the Chargers on the road, which I have them losing. So you know, you can't nitpick all these games. Um, I just think overall they go 12 and four. I think it's reasonable. I think um, if you notice, they did not add. A single thing on offense besides Mercedes Lewis and their head coach. They say we got Aaron Rodgers, we got Devontae Adams. I believe they retained Jimmy Graham. They also have Mercedes Lewis. Now they have two veteran tight ends. Um, you know, probably to split the time so Jimmy Graham doesn't have to play every play, which I don't think he really can anymore, especially in that Green Bay weather. Um, but I think Aaron Rodgers comes out and I think he would be up for MVP. He'll at least be in the top five, if not top three, uh, voting-wise. Um, barring he stays healthy, of course. We've all, we've all seen him, you know, get banged up and nicked up and all that. But, you know, they lose Nick Perry. They lose Clay Matthews on the defense. And then they just go out and they sign Zadarius Smith. They sign Preston Smith. They steal Adrian Amos, in my opinion, one of the top five safeties in the league, if not top three. They steal him from Chicago. Chicago lets them go to Green Bay. I don't know how they do that, but Green Bay gets them. Um, they also get uh, Rashawn Gary in the draft. They drafted one of the highly touted defensive ends from Michigan in the draft, 12th overall. They still have uh, Mike Daniels on the line. They still have Jair Alexander at corner. They drafted Savage Jr., the safety you know, so they have all these. They're adding defense after defense after defense after defense, because their offense is just going to be Rodgers and Devontae Adams, maybe sprinkling a little Adam Jones, and uh, you know, another one of those running backs. I think they drafted a guy from Notre Dame, Dexter. I like Dexter. I really do like Dexter. I just don't know if he's going to last. He's a really late round draft pick. I forget how late, but he was late. Um, and you know, and I think they keep Rogers healthy. I think Rogers is gonna have something to prove here this year that hey, watch now we're gonna go, we're gonna be back to what we were without uh you know Mike McCarthy. We're gonna go out and be twelve and four again, and we're gonna win our division. And you know we might have a bye week. We might have a uh we should have at least one home playoff game at Lambeau, one of the best home field advantages in the league, in history and. You know, it's going to be like, hey, see, I told you it wasn't my fault. You know, I told you, that McCarthy guy, you know, he got, he, got a little, he got a little weird at the end. I told you, right? You know, he's going to be in the MVP voting. He's going to have, you know, 35 touchdowns, a five-interception year like he usually has. 
good winning record, and I think a bye week in the playoffs. Um, so 12-4 and four for the Pack Attack. Okay, on to the third uh, team in the division. Well, who was, you know, finished second last year. Um, the Minnesota Vikings, 8-7-1 and one last year. Um, they... Now, I, I was looking on the websites and, you know, transa- transaction lists and all that stuff, and I didn't see the Vikings really do much of anything, um, you know, free agency-wise or trades that I saw, unless I missed something. And I did draft, like I mentioned before, they did draft a tight end, Irv Smith Jr. out of Alabama. Pretty good tight end. You know, he, he was one of the top three tight ends, um, you know, going into the draft. Um, they also do still have Kyle Rudolph there, so I don't know if they're kind of pushing Kyle Rudolph out the door, like giving him one more year, like, hey, you know, if you don't perform, you know, we got the Sir Smith guy right behind you ready to go. Uh, maybe that, maybe they're doing something like that. But, you know, same same coaches, um, you know, Kirk Cousins, the quarterback, Diggs, Thielen, and nobody else really Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen and then you know fill in the blank like I said Kyle Rudolph maybe maybe Irv Smith uh, maybe Dalvin Cook at running back if you know if he stays healthy uh, I don't have my confidence in that just from his history in college and the NFL um, they did retain their defense you know they didn't lose a lot of guys Xavier Rhodes still number one corner Linval Joseph down in the middle there Harrison Smith at safety Anthony Barr and uh, Kendricks running around at linebacker. I mean, they have that same defense, but that defense went eight and seven, eight seven and one last year. Like I said about the, uh, you know, Detroit before, you're building with this defensive head coach and this defensive, uh, you know, uh, game plan where you're signing guys for defense and you're drafting guys for defense. It's all well and great, but you can only play so much defense in the league anymore. It's just how the league is built. It's not. It's nothing against defensive guys. It's nothing against defensive players. But there's only so... You're not going to win every week 10-7. to 7. You, you just can't. It's it's impossible in this league. You could do it once. You could do it once or twice a year. You're not going to go and win, you know, go 10-6 and 6 or 11-5, and 5, you know, playing defense anymore. You just don't. So I I don't know. I, they they give me the same team, so I give them the same record. They went 8-7-1 last year. I have them going 7-9 and nine this year. Um you know, they have five primetime games, which is, you know, not bad. I mean, you know, they're definitely an attraction. Don't get me wrong. You know, you got Kirk Cousins. You got Diggs and Thielen. You know, you do have, like, those big names on defense. They just don't win a lot of games. They don't. They had that one run to the to the NFC title game two years back, and their defense failed them, and then that was it. And then they thought Kirk Cousins was going to, you know, be the be the savior or whatever you may be and he's he was Kirk Cousins eight seven and one average you know so I don't really I don't really have him doing a lot this year um you know they you know I got him getting swept by Green Bay they could always split those it's division games I got him getting swept by uh Chicago like I said those are division games um you know, and they they have some really tough games. They got a Sunday night at the Chargers. They got a Monday night at Seattle in December. I mean, that's going to be hell for a dome team like Minnesota. I mean, that's just going to be brutal, man. That crowd's going to be nuts. So you got a Sunday night game at Dallas, uh, you know, week 10. So, I mean, you just, you just setting these guys up for just, 
just rough outings. Almost all their primetime games are on the road. They got one Monday night game at home, and it's, you know, against Green Bay um, in Week 16, where Green Bay is probably going to be pushing for a top seed or a bye week or a home playoff game. You know, I just, I don't know. I, I, I had them beating a lot of the bad teams, Detroit, Washington, Giants, uh, Oakland. I have them beating Atlanta Week 1, which could go either way, but Minnesota's home. Um, Denver at home, I have them winning. Detroit, you know, but when they run into those good teams, and we've seen Kirk Cousins on these primetime games, and I've had them all losing them. I got them beating Washington on Thursday night, and that's it. Dallas, Seattle, Chargers, all on the road, two of them Sunday night, one on Monday night. Those are losses. If you look at Kirk Cousins' career, those are losses. He does not perform on these primetime Monday night games, Sunday night games, and they have five of them this year. They have five of them. I have them losing four. Because they're not only are they playing good teams, but they're playing teams on the road. They're playing teams late in the year. And I just do not trust him against guys. Um, you know, at Dallas, I trust Dak over him. At Seattle, with that crowd on a Monday night, I definitely trust Russell, trust Russell Wilson. Week 15 and 16, you know, I trust Phillip Rivers with the Chargers and, of course, Rodgers with Green Bay, so... You know, they want to rinse and repeat and give you the same team. Well, they get the same record, 7-9. and nine. You know, Kirk Cousins' career, 7-9, and 8-8, eight and eight, whatever. Um, last but definitely not least, the Chicago Bears, the Monsters of the Midway, went 12-4 and four last year, disappointing home playoff loss um, on that crazy missed field goal, blocked field goal, whatever the hell it was, um, against Philadelphia. Hell of a game that was, too. Um, now, this, these guys are really trying to do it with defense. Like, they're really going overboard with it. Um, you know, when you have this many good players, you have Eddie Goldman, Khalil Mack. Um, they, they nailed the draft game, Roquan Smith. Um, Eddie Jackson, Akeem Hicks. They got uh, Danny Trevathan from Denver a few years ago. They got Fuller at corner, Prince of Mookamore at corner. I mean, they are killing it. And now, what did they do? They went out and drafted all offense. At least the first few picks, they got a steal in Montgomery in the third round. They got a steal in uh, Riley Ridley in the fourth round. I believe he's Calvin Ridley's brother or cousin. I know they're related because they both went to, or one went to Georgia and one went to Alabama. I'm pretty sure they're brothers. Riley Ridley went to Georgia. Uh, Calvin Ridley went to Alabama, if I'm not mistaken. But, um, you know, they signed HaHa Clinton Dick, so they kind of traded. You know, they gave uh, Adrian Amos, ended up with Green Bay. Haha, Clinton Dix eventually, you know, was a Packer a few years ago. Eventually ends up now with Chicago to replace him. They also signed Cordell Patterson, who I think will find a good role in this offense. Just like a little, you know, he's like older of Taylor Gabriel, which they already have. Tariq Cohen, you know, Allen Robinson. They have all these good skill guys that could find, um, you know, that could find roles in this Matt Nagy offense with Trubisky. And I don't fully trust Trubisky. That's why I have them pulling back a little bit this year. Um, they went 12 and 4 last year. I have them going 11 and 5. I think they'll still be the wild card team behind Green Bay. I think Green Bay will get the bye week. I think the Bears will end up playing a wild card weekend again anyway. Um, still 11 and 5. Still a good year. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six prime time games. And I have a lot of questionable wins. I do have them 11 and 5, but I have a lot of questionable wins. I have them winning. Uh, 
Thursday night at home against Dallas, December 5th. I know, it's a questionable win. I have them winning Sunday night at the Rams, week 11. You know, another questionable win. Um, I have them... uh, Shit, where's the other one? Oh, the Chiefs. They're home against the Chiefs, too, on a Sunday night. But I give Chicago... Whenever Chicago's home... And listen, they're home against Dallas, who's a a dome team. They're home against Kansas City. And they're on the road against the Rams. Okay, so I blew that one. But, you know, when Chicago's home, I always give Chicago the benefit of the doubt against the the, the better teams. The home field advantage is not um, a thing just to look over, especially when they get them, you know, Dallas going up there on December 5th on a Thursday. So it should be a short week. Um, actually, no, Dallas has the, the, the Thanksgiving game too, but they both have a week rest. But Chicago's still home. You know, you get a dome team in that weather. I'm always going to give them the advantage. Now, the the four losses I do have them getting are a little bit more, you know, down to earth. Now, they're at home against the Saints, and they're at home against the Chargers, but it's early in the year. It's October 20th and October 27th, back-to-back, week 7, week 8. Now, they do have the bye week, week 6. So they do get, you know, time to rest and really have two weeks to prepare for that Saints offense and then the Chargers the following week. But I still think they lose. I, I still think um, the Saints and the Chargers just have more complete, full football teams. Now those are, you know, those are more games that you could say, you know, hey, you know, uh, you know, those are like the coin toss games where these two good playoff teams. But um, I also have them losing at Philadelphia. They could win that one. You know, that that's like their three. They get like a, you know, that week seven, eight, and nine. Um, they get three of those tough matchups. But, you know, other than that, I think they go somewhere around 11 and 5. Like like I said before, guys, this, this stuff is all roundabout. So I could see the Bears going 11 and 5. I have them as 11 and 5, but I, I could also wouldn't be surprised if they went 10 and 6. I wouldn't be surprised if they went 12 and 4 again. You know, like last year, you know, they won an extra one of these games. You know, if they, if they beat the Chargers at home or if they beat the Saints at home, which I have them losing. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. Same thing with Green Bay. I could see them going 12-4. and four. I could also see them going 10-6. and six. You know, it's it's just how the NFL is. It's so close. It's so, um, you know, a lot of people say it's not a, a parity league, but it really is the way they do the schedules and the way they do, um, you know, their draft. They don't do a, a draft lottery or they don't do, like, a randomized schedule. Like, if you're a first-place team, you get a first-place schedule. So you have to be a first place uh, first place team every year to keep winning you know that's the point if you're not then it's going to show so we'll see how um that's why you see so many teams like the packers this year is going to take a huge jump and some teams are going to fall back because they you know they lose guys or um you know they lose coaches and all that stuff you, you know the nfl is really a parody league so if these guys you know, if the Bears go 10-6 and six, or if they go 13-3, and three, I wouldn't be surprised. But I have them 11-5, finishing second. Um, just a recap. So mine, NFC North standings for next year would be Packers 1, going 12-4, and four, Bears uh, going 11-5, and five. Uh, Vikings going 7-9, and nine, and Detroit at the bottom. Again, 3-13. Sorry, sorry, but that's just how I see it. And for that, 
that's going to be it for today, guys. I do appreciate everybody listening. do appreciate all the uh, follows and all that stuff on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you know, likes. I see all that stuff. do appreciate it. Keep listening. Keep following. Give me a follow at Wyman Podcast one on Twitter. At Y-M-A-N Podcast 1 on Twitter. And on Instagram, it's just at Wyman Podcast. No one. Just at Wyman Podcast on Instagram. Um, all the other uh, questions, comments, anything you guys want um, to be answered. You got any questions? You, you know, you hate the show, you like the show. If it's relative to the show, I'll you know I'll write it down or whatever, and I'll answer it on the air. Or I'll I'll give you some love on the air. Get your Twitter feed and your uh, Instagram page and all that stuff out there for for the masses. So um, yeah. So um, that'll be it next week. Oh shoot, I don't have my list. Next week, next week, next week. I'm trying to remember. Next week, I want to say it's the AFC West, but I don't think that's right. But we'll see. Okay. Um, I probably won't be back until Wednesday. I'll try to be back Wednesday for Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live recap. And until then, I will talk to you guys later.